Welcome to On Our Way, a podcast for those wanting ambitious faith, a place for those needing a little pep talk, for those wanting to know they aren't alone in the daily battles and triumphs, and a place to know all of it comes directly from God. He sees you, He loves you, and He is all about being with you every step of the way. What will He teach you today? Let's find out. Welcome back to episode number 11 of On Our Way. I am legitimately recording this episode in complete awe that we are already 11 episodes in. That is crazy to me. We will be taking a short little break in May. I have some things coming up that I am going to be actually out of my home for, but I'm going to resume them again in June, which I am so, so excited for. I know that God has really, really big plans for the podcast and the messages and everything that's going to be coming to this, um, in, like I said, in June. So we're going to go through all of April. And then, like I said, May, we're going to take a little break. And then June, we will absolutely be back. I hope that you all loved last episode where we kind of talked about, we talked about Jesus's life and the pain and the anguish, but he also was still like still giving out so much love while he was literally just suffering to redeem all of us and take all of our sin away. So it's just one of those stories I love reflecting on every year. And I want to just encourage you to live your life every day. Like it is resurrection Sunday, you guys, it's yes, it happened on one day. Um, yes, Good Friday was not good, but I want you to truly live your life like it is Resurrection Sunday, like God was just resurrected. He was just lifted up in heaven. He was just risen because truly that's how he intends us to live our lives to the fullest is just have that, you know, that that childlike faith, that amazement, that wonder that he did this for you and for us. So I have had just the most amazing week, you guys, full of God's word and the Holy Spirit talking and guiding me and, you know, just giving these little like God winks all over the place. And I, I, I can't believe I just said God winks. It's just this phrase that I've always kind of disliked for some reason. I, I don't like the phrase God wink. And I, when I really reflect on this, I've been doing this a lot lately where I'm like, oh, that kind of like annoys me. And I want to get to the root of why it annoys me. So when I think of God winks and, and tell me if you guys are the same way, but it just feels really casual, right? Like uh, maybe not as powerful as it really is. And I mean, if you think about it, right, you're talking to somebody and they wink at you and you're like, oh, that's cute, but you're not you're not taken back. You're not pushed off your seat. You're not blown away by it. And I think that that's the thing for me. And I'm like, this is a huge miraculous moment that it, this is not just like some tiny little thing. And there, there are these little moments right throughout your day when you're like, man, okay, the only explanation of that happening is God. That is literally the only way that could have happened. Those are those really powerful, miraculous moments. And I hope I just never get to that place of thinking of it as casual. Like, oh my gosh, this just happened. That's pretty cute. I want it to be like, knock me off my seat, blown away. Holy moly. I can't believe that God just did that for me. Kind of a thing. It kind of brought up this thing that happened for me the other night. And during it, you know, I was frustrated. I was like, come on, dude. And I'm going to tell you the story here in a second, but a few days later, or even the next day when I had a chance to sit down and really reflect on it, I was like, holy cow, this whole thing that just happened is such a lesson. And have y'all ever had those moments where you're in the moment and you're kind of like, oh, this is so frustrating. Why is this happening? 
what the heck do I do now? And then a few day, few days later, you're thinking about it and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of, I see that through spiritual eyes now. I can kind of see why that happened or what that was preparing me for or whatever. So a few nights ago, I was sitting with my boys in their room, which I, I always do that while they were falling asleep. And it, this night, it took them a particularly long time to actually fall asleep, which in the moment, again, as a mom, you're kind of like, okay, boys, come on, it's late. I know that you're tired. Stop fighting it. Just go to sleep. I was in that, you know, come on moment. I was like, let's go. So perspective, I'm trying to like have an all new perspective on everything they did these days. So I stopped what I was doing and I really just changed my energy. And I love that we have this ability to do that, right? Like to change our mind, to change our energy, to change our thoughts. And so I was, I was like, come on boys, let's go, but I'm going to change my perspective. So I stopped what I was doing, changed my energy. And I realized, uh, you know, what a moment this was, I was having a moment. And I was sitting there between their two beds in my warm house with my two perfect babies snuggled up under a really nice comforter in a comfortable bed with their stuffed animal babies tucked under their arm. And I was holding each of their hands with my two hands, right? And I remember just staring at their faces and just realizing in that exact moment, like, man, I am so dang lucky to be their mom. Thank you, Jesus, for picking me to be their mom. That, that alone is such a gift. And I'm sure if you're a parent listening to this right now, you have those moments too. And a lot of the times for me, it's when they're asleep and I'm just staring at those little angelic faces, you know, I'm like, oh, thank you, God. Thank you for giving me these babies. And you're kind of just like, how, how did I get so lucky? How did I get so lucky to have these two or three or one, you know, whatever it is, these little angels. And so my oldest, uh, him and I, you guys, we have this man, we have this bond and it is just unexplainable. I always say like boys and their mamas, it's a bond like anything else. And it, it truly is. It's like, we can read each other's minds and we can feel kind of when the other person isn't there, even when our eyes are closed, we just have this connection, right? It's this intertwinement. I like to say, it's just like we're intertwined and it's, it's just unexplainable. So after both of my boys had fallen asleep, they were snoring, they were in dreamland. I could obviously tell I crept out of their room and went to my own bedroom. And when I laid down, you know, I, I started to doze off and I heard these tiny little footsteps coming from the hallway into my room. And I just, you know, like this said, I have this bond and I just knew it was my oldest. So I can tell by the sound of his footsteps. And it was like, hey, buddy, are you okay? And he said, uh, mommy, I couldn't feel you holding my hand when I was asleep. And it just hit me like a ton of bricks, like, oh my gosh, this is a Jesus story, right? In this moment where my oldest son couldn't feel my presence anymore, he took these steps of faith to seek me out in the dark because he wanted to feel safe, right? He wanted to feel secure. And holy moly, thank you, Jesus, for this message today. I can't wait to talk about it. Is that not God, y'all? Like, have you ever had those moments where you're like, man, I don't feel him right now. I don't feel his presence right now. I don't see his face. I can't hear his voice. I don't know what to do. I feel so lost. I feel so sad. Why do I feel so anxious? I feel distant because I know I have. You guys, I have, I have thought these things. And I think the lesson here is to seek him out seek him out. And I love the verse in Revelation that says, you know, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If you open it, I will come in. And it's referring to the human heart, right? Like Jesus is standing and knocking. And although he's always there, just like I was with my son, I was always in the same house. He was always safe. I knew that. 
sometimes you have to seek him out. Sometimes you have to open the door. Sometimes you have to do that to feel safe and comforted by him and his words. My son was comforted with my words. He heard my voice and he felt better. He was comforted with my presence, right? Like he felt safe and warm and valued. And that's how it is with Jesus too. There's literally no difference. So I want to ask you this week, have you purposefully seeked him out? Have you opened your Bible and maybe read a passage or two? Have you stopped and helped a stranger or comforted your kiddo who is full of emotion in this season? Because I, you know, when I talk about stopping to help a stranger, like what does that have to do with this childlike faith? What does that have to do with feeling warm and valued and all of the things? And I, I, this is totally like off on a tangent. This is not something I planned on talking about, but sometimes God will send strangers to you who aren't really even human. And I've talked, I talked about this in season one. I sat next to an angel on an airplane. I know that he was an angel. All of these things happen and there's no other explanation. And so I always say, like, if you go and you help a stranger, you never know if you're helping an actual human or if you're helping an angel that God sent, sent to you, right? And that might sound crazy. You're like, oh my gosh, Amanda, God is not sending down extraterrestrial beings, angels for you to help. But how do you know that? You guys, it is literally written in the Bible that he will send angels to help you. And that's exactly what happened to me on that airplane. Go back and listen to season one if you want to hear the whole story. It is absolutely amazing. I'll never forget it. So, so, so good. So back to kind of this story about, you know, have you helped a stranger? Have you, you know, your kiddos are so emotional, right? And sometimes you want to just lose your mind and you're like, why are you crying? Or why are you upset about this? But what if you just stopped and comforted them, right? Gave them a hug and said, what's going on, buddy? How can I help you? Have you truly opened the door to your heart and invited Jesus in? You know, so many of us, we say we believe in God and we go to church and we do all the things but do you truly have a relationship with him? Have you truly opened your heart and been like, okay, God, I am ready to accept you as my Lord and Savior. And I want to talk to you. I want to have that relationship with you. I am constantly, literally constantly in awe of the lessons that my kids teach me through Jesus. Constantly, you guys. I can't remember if I told you this story or not. So if I have, just roll with it. But the other night, it was kind of like the same situation, only with my youngest son. And he woke up. He was crying. I was in my own bedroom and I laid in bed for a hot second. And I was thinking, okay, buddy, like, come on, close your eyes, go back to sleep. And on the third or fourth yell for mama, I decided it was probably time to go in. So I rolled over. I grabbed my phone to check the time because I just, I don't know. It's like a thing. I like to see what time it is when they wake up in the middle of the night. And I realized that it was 3.16 a.m. And I legitimately in my head thought, wow, 3.16, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, like John 3.16, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but shall have eternal life. And I thought about that and I was like, wow, that's, that's really cool. That was kind of the end of it. And I love this verse. It's like this message of light versus darkness, good versus evil, how important it is to be in the light. I just, I love it. So anyway, I see what time it is. I smile and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And while I'm, you know, half awake walking back into his room, I go in there, I hold his hand until he falls back asleep, um, probably, I don't know, 30 minutes or so. So I walk back into my room and I go to plug my phone back in and something tells me to look down at it. So I look down and you guys, the verse of the day, I'm not even kidding you. The verse of the day was John 3:16, And I screenshotted it. I will show y'all this screenshot. It has the date on it and everything. I will show you this on the podcast Instagram page at honorway underscore podcast this week so you can see it. But there it was. It was plain as day, John 3, 16. 
and my jaw literally fell to the floor. I'm pretty sure I said, holy crap, out loud. <laughs> like in this whisper, because my husband is obviously still asleep next to me. And I sat with this for a while, and I thanked God for reminding me always that he is with me. And you can call him Godwinks. Again, I think it's just, it's too casual. That was a miraculous moment, right? And what moments have you had like this? I had a friend, this is kind of a cool story too. I had a friend who was going through some, you know, financial hardship and I'll never forget being on the phone with her. She was crying and she said to me, I just wish God would give me a do-over with this. Like I would do it better. And we sat there and I prayed with her and that's kind of where it ended for the day. But the most miraculous thing happened. She called me the next morning and she said, you are never going to believe this. And I feel like when somebody tells me, Amanda, you're not going to, you're not going to believe this. I always get so excited because I know I'm about to hear a really, really good God story. So I was like, oh my gosh, what, like what happened? And she said, the exact amount that I needed to pay off just came in the mail this morning as an insurance check. Is that not a do-over that she was praying for? You guys, she was shook. And I was just like raising my hands in praise because I'm like, that's not a coincidence, right? Like that's a miraculous God moment. And I never want y'all to discount those moments because they're huge. Those are as big as God healing someone's health. Because if it has ever mattered to you, it matters to God too. And I love saying that quote to even my kids. If it matters to you, it matters to God too. Because it does. It truly does anything big or small. And if we go back to that book of John in chapter 3, I was talking about John 3, 16. There's this part in verses 27 through 30 that I love. And I'm going to read it to you. So it says to this John, and we're talking about John the Baptist here, but he says, but it says to this John replied, a person can receive only what is given to them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and it is now complete. He must become greater. I must become less. So I want to break this down because I, I love like this, these few verses as well. So John the Baptist, he says that a person can only receive what is given to him from heaven. Because that's massive. It may not seem like it. It might just seem like, okay, I get some cool things from heaven. No, no, no. I want you to think about this. Think about everything you have. Think about the latte in your cup holder right now. The house you live in, the clothes you're wearing, the children you have, the job you've been given, the purpose that's been put on your life the picture frames on your mantle, the food in your fridge, right? Like I could keep going on and on and on, but you kind of see my point here. All of that is from God. And there's a childlike faith that comes with this because, you know, when I ask my kids how they memorize John 3.16, they don't say, oh, we say it on repeat over and over and over in school. They tell me, well, Jesus taught it to me, right? Like that's, it's a, it's a childlike faith. And I, I ask my kids why the clouds look so dang beautiful today. They don't tell me it's from, you know, evaporation and condensation and the sun heating the earth's surface and the oceans and the, you know, the heat turns up the moisture from the ground and the ocean and it turns into water vapor and then it rises above us. They don't say that. That's like the actual way that clouds form, but they don't say that. They tell me that it's a Jesus cloud because it's so pretty that there are no words to it. There's no other explanation to say Oh, that cloud got so pretty. It's a Jesus cloud. That's what we call it, right? That's amazing. That's childlike faith. And then it goes on in verse 30 to say that he must become greater. I must become less. Wow. He must become greater. I must become less. John the Baptist, he had this willingness to, I guess, just decrease in importance. 
which is humans, that is hard for us. Like that is hard for us to do sometimes because we truly do. We want to focus on what we're doing and how many people see this and who is seeing it and are the right people seeing it. But but when we truly look at this, I must become less. Shouldn't we be focusing more on God and his kingdom and pointing more people towards him, right? We don't want to focus on our own achievements, but we kind of want to do all these things for his glory, like praise to him for me getting this job. It's not on my own. I didn't get this job on my own, right? Like that's a God thing. It's childlike, it's childlike faith. And I've been really, really blessed to be able to really go to every single field trip with my son. And I've been able to even bring my youngest son, son along. So he gets to experience all of this goodness too. And what I see on these field trips, uh, it just, oh, it like melts my heart. And what I see on these field trips just absolutely melts my heart because it's never ever kids walking around saying things like, well, I have a huge house or I have the world's biggest swimming pool in my backyard or like my dad drives a G-Wagon. Y'all, it's never that. It's never that. It's, hey, you can come over here and sit with me. Your lunch looks really good. Did your mommy make it? I really love your shirt today. I love those palm trees. Hey, did you see that Jesus cloud over there? Hey, wait, 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 let's not eat lunch yet. We have to pray before we start eating. Let's pray together. It's totally this verse, okay? These kiddos are complimenting other people and not making literally anything about themselves. And I love seeing that. I love it because we can all take a major, major lesson from these five-year-olds. And every time I leave, leave these field trips, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's such a lesson to be learned every time I hang out with them. So what lessons have you learned that really do feel childlike, right? Do you see a sunrise and you legitimately have, have it take your breath away? You're like, oh my gosh, thank you, Jesus, for painting such a pretty sky for me today. This is this can't be explained any other way. Or maybe you see a bird, right, that has some meaning to you. And that's cardinals for us. We call them red birds from heaven. And although it's not biblical, we associate them with loved ones that have passed away. It's just kind of our thing. So when we see one, we all run to the window and we watch it and we're mesmerized by it. And we're always just really, really thankful to see one. And to us, like we know God sends these birds to us as a reminder that he provides for the birds and they're always protected and they're always fed. And are we not more valuable than they are? Again, this is a huge lesson and a story in this childlike thing like this vision and I know that when my boys grow up and I'm gone they're still going to run to the window and tell their kids to run to the window and look at the red bird from heaven right they're going to kind of adopt that and the actual verse that I'm talking about is Matthew 6 26 which says look at the birds in the air they do not sow or reap or store away in barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not much more valuable than they can any one of you by worrying at a single hour to your life? And I love that verse too. Again, like everything that I read, I'm like, ah, oh, there's so much goodness in the Bible. But I love this one too, because it's a reminder that any amount of worry that you have is not going to help anything. It's not going to add a day to your life. So think about, think about truly when you were a child, did you worry about much? <laughs> you probably didn't. The only thing I worried about was Oh my gosh, where I was going to park my bike at the swimming pool or what donut I was going to eat after I was done. Was I going to get a pink sprinkle or was I going to get a glaze? I didn't worry about bills. I didn't worry about a house. I didn't worry about a bed. I didn't worry about a job. I didn't worry about anything, right? I relied on my earthly parents to do that. And that's how we can be too with God leading the way for us. He will take care of us. He is taking care of you. The Bible tells us so. And this verse tells us so. 
So today, you guys, go love. Go love with this childlike of faith. And I'm going to do the same thing. Take it in. When you're driving to your next meeting and you're kind of dreading it, look out the window and notice Notice the trees swaying or the birds flying high in the sky or the snow falling. Notice the heat on your skin, how that feels. Notice that little weed or that little flower poking itself up from the sidewalk crack. You know, the smell of nature, all of the things that we take for granted on a daily basis that you kind of see and you just keep going. You don't even think anything of it. Maybe start driving with your windows down today. Let your hair get messed up. Go stand in the rain. Sit outside. Let that sun hit your face. Close your eyes and smile and thank God for the sunshine. That is such a gift. Take your kids out for ice cream. Compliment a stranger. Sit in your driveway. Watch the, the butterflies land on the flowers. Go plant something and get some dirt on your hands. Watch the, watch the God clouds pass by. Lay in the grass. Enjoy life. Seriously, you guys, enjoy this life so much because it's beautiful, isn't it? Like it is truly so beautiful and there's so much to be thankful for and so much to enjoy every single day. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for this message today. Thank you for passing it through me to reach everyone under the sound of my voice. You are sovereign God. You are the King of Kings. You make every day good and I am so grateful for your word. Thank you for the sunshine and the rain, for the flowers and the weeds and for the childlike faith that some of us may have gotten away from as the obligations of adulthood take over. Remind us to enjoy the little things, the big things, the miraculous and the mundane of each and every day, because you're in them all. You are. In your heavenly name, we always pray. And all the saints said, amen. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me this week. And remember to follow us on Instagram at onourway underscore podcast. And if you look on Facebook, just search for On Our Way Podcast. Please, if you have time, leave, leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice so that other believers can find this and hear God's word as well. I hope you have a week full of God's blessings. Be good to each other and God bless.